This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Big one this week. Oh, it's a big one, Billy. The 150th Open Championship. The likes of Willie Park Sr. and old Tom Morris could never have imagined what the Open would become when they played that first championship at Prestwick in 1860 with a field of just eight men. Now here we are 162 years later and we got Tiger showing up in a helicopter after turning down an offer of roughly a billion Saudi dollars to jump ship to the live. Oh yeah, and the live guys are here too. So much to get to. But first, let's welcome our DFS enthusiast, Brandon Hoida. How are you doing this evening, Brandon? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on. Super stoked to be here. Hopefully you can contribute something useful to your guys' show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I play a, a little DFS, you know, NFL, but I don't really mess with the golf. All I know about golf DFS is if you get all your guys to make the cut, you're in business. You're sitting pretty if you get six of six. Definitely. It's not an easy thing to do, though. Like, like I remember hearing somebody on the show say a few weeks ago, golf is really, really hard. Yep, that remains I know true. that guy. <laughs> Picking golf. Picking golf, not as hard. Uh, before we get to the Open, let's go back and check out last week's results. I know uh, I had all the money I wagered come back to me, plus like 10 bucks. So I'm doing okay. But we didn't uh, we didn't knock it out of the park like last week, did we, Adam? It was a little rough. Uh, I think the, the rain start, stop, and then delays, and then they finished, They had to finish rounds and then start over. So I think a lot of guys just got worn out from playing week after week. And it was some pretty deep scoring. Um, Luckily, Kramer Hickok managed to get our only on the board for a top 20 at a three and a half to one. So it was a little rough, but, uh, you know, we cleaned up a little bit on the Scottish uh, with Xander winning. Um, Xander can't lay in a top 10, Spieth in a top 10, Cam Smith in a top 10, Beeson Holt, McNeely, Max Homa, Fleetwood, and Smith all, you know, top 20. So. We did pretty well on that. I think we won uh, hundred seventy-five bucks on that and lost a hundred on the Barbasol. So pretty good weekend. We still netted on the plus side. So thankfully, uh, yeah, Spieth and I heard him say today in his press conference that he had only played the back nine there before the tournament. So he was just like totally unprepared. Which maybe he should show up every week like that. I was I was impressed with Spieth. So impressed I've already bet him for this week. Smitty, were you going to tell me to bet him anyway? Uh, I guess you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Barbasol was just a total mess. Like, guys were right there. We had Strillman and Hubbard and Svensson, and they were all... Strillman misses out of the playoff by a shot. So I blame it all on the weather. Um, it was just a crazy week for them. Like, start, stop, start, stop. They... Some guys were teeing off their first round at like 7 p.m., playing five holes, and having to come back and play almost 36 holes the next day. So it was just a total mess, which that'll throw anybody off if you're feeling good. So we saw that at the Deer, too, when they had the slight rain delay. Charles Howe's like 7 under through 12 and then has an hour rain delay and just pars out. So 
it's not fun to play in that kind of weather. It's just hard to get in a rhythm. Yeah, I was going to ask. You've played an event or two. What does that do oh, yeah. to a guy who's who's running well, and then all of a sudden you got to pack it in halfway through? Man, if you're playing really good, like you're just feeling it, and you have to stop, like it's so hard to get mentally prepared to go back out there and get back in that mode. It's I don't like it at all. But I'm not a playing the bad weather type of guy. But it's just sometimes if you're playing bad, you can come out and really play good. Um, but most of the time you don't stay as hot as you were just because now you're putting, maybe you were used to putting before it was wet or hitting before it was wet. Now it's wet. So you're trying to make adjustments and it's just a different, it's like playing two different courses when you come in from the weather and go back out from the weather. So I don't like it. Guys are a creature of habit, you know, and like in a tournament, they're expecting to come out and play 18 holes in a day, go, go off the course, do their normal routine, go to bed get up in the morning, do their normal routine. When they have a morning tea time, they do their, they have a routine. When they have an afternoon tea time, they have a routine. If they're not able to do that, like that really screws with you. And if you start, yeah, like Adam was saying, you start around where weather's really nice for your game, you know, and then you have to stop midway through, you wait an hour or two hours or whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden you come back out and the course is completely, is playing completely different. Yeah. And it just throws everything off your consistency and what you're expecting and what you prepared for that day. And yeah, our guys that have injuries and they like, you know, takes a while to warm up. Maybe they have to work out before they play and they come out and they're stiff and it's like just a battle. And, you know, a lot of times they'll let you hit balls to get warmed back up again, but that's, you know, just wasting shots or wearing you down again. So I don't know. I don't like it at all. I wish they would just, when it starts, call it, restart the round i'd personally i'd rather just cancel the round and play 36 the next day as opposed to playing like five holes one day and 13 holes the next day then play another 18 just rather say it's done and and we're gonna play 36 tomorrow or finish on monday but obviously with the british you can't really do that so that'd really piss the guy off who just shot at 59 early in the day yeah wouldn't it pretty much (laughs) it's happened though i mean we've seen it happen at the u.s open before where they've called it for weather because it's now it's going to be ball in hand. And so the guys that played down, they've got to basically cancel around. And I think they do have some sort of rule, like certain amount of people didn't finish. They can basically cancel the round. So I don't know. Yeah. it's interesting. So let's talk about the old course. Boy, based on what the internet told me, this place is incredible. Um, what do you, what do you have to say about this place, Adam? It's the old, I mean, it's St. Andrews. It's, not much you can say. It's like been the original home of golf. I, I watched a little documentary about the open in St. Andrews yesterday and it was pretty cool. Like the green complexes there are like 22,000 square feet. So basically they said like all of the greens at Pebble beach would fit inside like the green at five and 13 or something. It's just stupid. How big, like you really don't can't grasp the concept of how big that is until you like go pot on a green that's like 25,000 square feet like 18 at sand valleys uh, on the mammoth course is like 26,000 square feet and it's just crazy how big like i mean you can have like an 80 yard putt you know like a putt like it's just stupid i mean like it's basically like having a green like the size of half of your local target store so it's just, you know, like if a target's 50,000 square feet, like just imagine like two of their greens fit inside that thing. Then they've got, you know, 16 more of those. So it's pretty, 
hard to understand the way they did them. And they have like connecting greens there, which is cool. So it's the old course. I mean, history, the, you know, everybody wants to win there. So no matter, didn't I see something, didn't I see something about like fairways are fairways because of how the holes are and everything fairways could be as, as wide as like 300 yards. Yeah. And they, that's actually, it can be played also in reverse. So like all the bunkering's done to where you can play it in complete reverse. Cause I guess somebody had told me before a certain year, I don't know what the year was, but they played it in reverse and then they reversed it. So then basically it's like interchangeable, which is kind of a newer concept. Like I know there's a few courses out there that Tom Doak's done where they can play in complete reverse too. So it's kind of an old concept that's coming back just because it gives courses flexibility. Like if you get strong wind one day, you could almost play it in reverse and not affect the play. So pretty cool. I mean, it's one of those places where everybody says you need to go. I'm not really like too thrilled about going there, but after watching that, I was kind of like, man, this thing would be kind of cool to go just see the place, not necessarily play because I don't like playing in weather. But if it's 75, no win, like they're going to get this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for every day like that. I'm still I'm still thinking about going to the John Deere next year. I'm focused on that one. I'll, yeah, I'll we're going. I'll St. Andrews when I learn about golf completely. Yeah, man. We're <clears throat> doing a show there next year. For sure. That'd be fantastic. So, Brandon, uh, tell me a little bit about Golf DFS, the approach. Um, how'd you do last week? Which I I got uh, I got seven dollars in my account here, so I'm gonna build a lineup. <laughs> All right, we'll try and steer you in the right way then. So I don't know. I started getting into it a couple years ago with um, during COVID. I'm I'm a really big sports guy with along with Smitty or pretty much our friends group growing up. We're just all really into sports, and when basketball, football, baseball kind of went away, golf was still kind of there. So I started getting into DFS golf and. I ended up hitting a big one uh, at the Masters last year and won a bunch of money, and I've pretty much been hooked since. So um, I kind of have a process that's been evolving over the last couple of years on what I do and how I get to – usually I only play one lineup, uh, but – Quite a bit of work goes into it. Um, I do a lot of course research, um, look at key stats, trends, and all that stuff, and then just kind of over the course of like Sunday through Wednesday, come up with what I feel is the best six-player lineup for the contest. That's a level of decisiveness I do not have. We were talking about before the show how we play NFL. You know, I'll have a whole lineup, and then I'll decide that, oh, I want to get Saquon in this lineup. Well, then... I can't fit him in and keep Godwin, so I guess I got to build a whole new lineup just for Saquon. And then five minutes before kickoff, oh my God, I got to get Miles Sanders out of there and get Nick Chubb in there. But now I got to downgrade my. It's I go nuts with that. You play one lineup. I play one lineup, That's, and I I like it's, that. It's tough though because I'll I'll end up making like maybe six to eight lineups a week and um, only pick one that I feel is the best one out of that. And a lot of times. I mean, I don't win money in the one that I play, but the other ones that I play win money. And there's a perfect example of that a few weeks ago. The lineup, one of the lineups that I didn't play ended up doing really well, and it would have been a four-figure payout. And it's just it's just the way it happens, you know? Like, my top, I do a top 15. I rank my guys every week, and uh, I'm on a pretty good streak. I've had the, the outright winner five weeks in a row in my top 15 and four of those weeks he was in the top five. So it's just a matter of putting the right players together and 
getting that winning lineup. So, yeah. Gonna try something a little different this week and play multiple. Yeah. These guys pick winners every other week, too. So you'll fit right in with them. They're killing it. I love you guys. You, you put on a great show and you're super good at it, too. So, hey, we try. So, what did you look at when evaluating this upcoming event? What kind of golfers are you looking for? Um, is there anybody nobody's talking about who you're on? Well, I mean, I think for this course, there's, it really can accommodate all types of players. I don't think there's necessarily a, um, a style of player that stands out, like the big bombers versus the, um, the guys who kind of plot the whole way through. I think really it's going to require adjustments and tactics and strategies throughout the, the weekend or the Thursday through Sunday, um, depending on the weather. And it's looking right now like it's not going to be that windy. And if it's not that windy, I think that really opens it up for uh, a lot more scoring, a lot more lower scores. And really, that's going to open it up to to a lot of different players. So um, I don't know. It's, I, I'm still working throughout my, my process here. I got some guys that I have my eyes on. Um, it's a major, so the, the strength of field is, is going to be super tough so i think that kind of eliminates a lot of the long shots for outright winners and not to say that they can't contend but i really think in the end um the winner is going to be one of the the bigger names in the field yeah it's not usually a a no name who wins an event like this yeah i mean we usually see you know like like we said last time like there's 20 guys that can win a major right now just because they're at that level to win. They've seen the courses enough. I mean, this is a different type of course where we've seen Tiger win by hitting driver every hole, and we've seen him win by never hitting driver. His last win, he just put an iron clinic together that was, like, unbelievable. Never hit in a bunker, hit two iron every tee, never hit a driver, just, like, tee to green clinic. And that's, you know... If I'm looking, I'm looking at guys that played these last few majors good and guys that are just iron specialists because if they're saying it's as firm as it's going to be, you've got to be able to control the ball flight, control the spin, because you're not going to get away with a marginal shot on greens that firm. It's just impossible. Son of a bitch. I'm going to go to bed tonight with a bet on Tiger Woods. I just know <laughs> <laughs> Well, come on! You knew you knew going into the show tonight going that in. if Tiger was in the field, that Adams was Adam was going to be talking about him, and he was going to get put into the mix here a little bit. I mean, if you watched you know, his presser but, today, you would say, "Yeah." I mean, even JT said, like, when Tiger decided he was going to come back and play, the only tournament that he really planned on playing this year was at St Andrews. And when he talked about it, he just had a smile on his face, like, "Man, it's like." The Crenshaw, like at the Ryder Cup, calling the comeback, or you know, it's just one of those looks. It's like he's got something figured out this week. I mean, if he didn't have it figured out, he'd be playing a full round tomorrow instead of just hitting balls. So, if this, if there's a major for him to win, I think this is the one. Yeah, yeah, this is the mm-hmm. one he's had his eye on. I mean, from the day he asked the doctor, "When can I start walking again?" This is what he was thinking about, and I could really see him. If he won this major with the condition that he's in, that he just walks away and like calls it a career. Honestly, I think 
maybe he would play Augusta still, but I think U.S. Opens are done for him forever until you maybe get a favorable course, like if it's at Torrey or something where he's won multiple times or Pebble. But I could totally see him winning and just walking away from the game. That would be Brady beating the beating the Falcons after being down 28-3. Like, there's no more discussion. It'd be like Brady blowing out the Patriots in a Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> so how do we want to attack this? Do we want to get into your guys' bets and then build a lineup or vice versa? What do you, what do you guys think? Just go with our normal. And we can, like, we, yeah, we can do it however we want. I should yeah, say we're, we we're not even going to touch the Barracuda this week because it's Ooh. stable for a tournament. Stableford scoring in Tahoe where they're hitting 400 plus yard drives. Like I'm out on that. Like if somebody really wants to like bet on that, I would say look at the guys in the field that make the most birdies per round. The guys that have the most rounds in the sixties this year that are, you know, like top five in driving distance. Cause that's the guys that win there. It's not, you're not going to be able to dink it around when guys are hitting at 400 plus yards. That's wild. Yeah, that's not something that like I'm willing to. I I didn't even. I made myself not even look at any of it just because I just didn't didn't feel like it was worth my time to. I had enough trouble finding Barbasol bets last week. I, I'm not even going to try looking for Barracudas. I mean, I had to type in names specifically in the search bar to find. <laughs> that's why, luckily for me, most of my bets were in on the Scottish. Yeah, I mean. Uh, just to give a rundown, like Barracuda, Maverick McNeely's favored. So no, nah, I'm mad at him. I'd probably go with a guy like I'll just throw this out there, like Brandon Hagee. That's who I'd pick, and he's at fifty to one. Brandon Hagee, fifty to one. Just yep. just tossing a paper ball into a wastebasket from across the room. He's long. He's makes a lot of birdies. So that's I'd probably just go with him this week. If you really feel like it, just bet him win top 10, top 20. Like gambling? I do really feel like Make a little money. Yeah, our current audience right now is is Eric for the most part. So if you're telling him (laughs) to bet something, he's going to go and bet it. I'm all over that. I've I've already clicked golf. Now we just need to find the event. (laughs) This is the first week I've seen a corn fairy bet, which is strange. On DraftKings, they have corn fairy tour on there this week. Yeah, I saw that. Is it like one of their majors, I think? Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. We're getting down to but the even end. still, I mean I think they yeah. only have a few events left. Brandon Hagee, you said? Yeah. Ooh, I got sixty six to one. There you go. There we go. You know, just tossing me three hundred bucks. Here you go. He's a birdie machine and he's got a lot of distance, so yeah. I mean uh, I think Max McGreevy was playing if you wanted to put money on him too. Who in the what now? I think Max McGreevy was playing too. I put five dollars American on him at forty to one on Saturday night when he was like two shots back. Yeah, oh Max can do it. He's got the American flag right next to his name. That inspired me. I said he could do it. He's got that American can-do attitude. No, yeah, he didn't get to finish his third round and then came out and was cold and then never sparked back up. So the weather owes you money, Eric. Yeah, no Max is all of it. He can afford it. He might not. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, he can, but. Just go Some to the live might Max. Not be able to. They spent all their money on their their hotel before before missing the cut. I will tell you a cool story about the British Open, though. Uh, <clears throat> I do uh, <clears throat> I do know Tom Watson, who's won five times, and I had the pleasure of going to his house uh, back in November, and uh, he let me into his office to see his trophies, and he had all five Claire jugs just 
stacked up right there on one shelf, which was pretty like amazing to see. So he had those and then he Mm -hmm. had his U S open trophies, Ryder cups and his master's stuff. So it was pretty cool. Adam went from six to midnight when he walked in there. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty cool. No. (laughs) It's the middle of the day. He just show walked me in there. He's like, you want to see the good stuff? And then he showed me all of his trophies and it was pretty cool. That's all he had was his majors trophies. The rest, each one had their own shelf, just like tiger. These pro golfers overall are good dudes, huh? You've met Super nice of them. guy. Yeah. That's Tom what you Watson's say about one of the, He's one of the nicest of guys I've ever met. Very yeah. cool. Golfers, down-to-earth dudes. Yeah. Almost won a sixth one, at, you know, thanks to Stuart Sink uh, at Turnberry in 09, which would have been cool to see him win at, you know, over 50. And Tiger even mentioned that today. Like, I think the next time they go to St. Andrews, he'll be 50 or maybe 51. So, like he said, you know, this is a course where you can win at that age. So, yeah, he was talking about that. When you're making your picks this week, I mean, you got to look at some of the senior tour guys that got, still got distance, can still play, uh, that have been hot on the senior tour lately. Eldrick pushing 50. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He was specifically talking about that, about, you know, well, just because, you know, they're, you're in your 50s, it doesn't mean that you can't still contend here just because, you know, you can still hit the ball a little bit. You can get yourself around this place. Yeah. I mean, in 09, Watson shoots 65, 70, 71, 72 and loses by a stroke to Stuart Sink. That's like the last time he played here in 15, he missed the cut, but. At Liverpool in 14, he shot 73, 73, 75, 68. So, I mean, at 50 plus years old, like still be able to play that well at these links courses, I think it's a, it's good. I mean, Chris knows by working at Aaron and, and I've seen it at Sand Valley, but like someone when it's hard and firm and fast, like you see these guys that are 25 handicaps can still get it around. And I mean, you don't have to be super long to get it into play, get it into position. So. That's what I always tell them. Like Adam and I were talking earlier about how, you know, there's going to be guys that are driving the ball 400 yards this weekend because they're going to get 80 to 100 yards of rollout on the fairways. They're talking about the fairways being harder than the greens or being faster than the greens, I should say. Being, And that's insane, right? That these guys um, are going to get that much rollout on their, on, on their tee shots and there's going to be guys that have no business driving a green or coming up greenside and just have a little chip shot or a long putt for. It will be interesting to see like if they do pull driver on a lot of these holes or if they try to lay back with like six iron, knowing it's going to go 245. Just to hit their numbers. Yeah, and to avoid the, the pop mm-hmm. bunkers because yeah. we've seen it before at this course. Like if you can avoid the bunkers at all costs, like it's pretty much a pitch and putt course. So. But depending upon where you are come Saturday, you know, that's that's going to be a whole different story then. You're like, well, if I pull driver here, I'm giving myself two opportunities to score yeah. here, you know? I mean, so it's going to be interesting, especially especially if the weather is super calm and guys are able to uh, score low. There's going to be a lot of guys who, who can who can do some things. So, I mean, it that, that leaderboard could be jam-packed again. And if, if that's the case, then... Got, someone's going to have to get aggressive. I mean, do you think we'll see a sub 60, see a sub 60 round this week if there's no wind? They mentioned it on the golf channel and I thought, I never thought about that, but like 
go back when you play like Tiger Woods golf on PlayStation. And it, I mean, even with wind and you're shooting like 52, 53 and you're like, okay, well, I think it would be possible. But I mean, to think like if you're playing St. Andrews firm and fast with five, four or five mile an hour wind, which is essentially no wind, some of these guys could hit it on the par fours or get to the par fives with wedges. Like if you could do it at deer, if you can do it last week at Barbasol, like why couldn't you do it here? All right. Who are some of these guys? Smitty, who are some of these guys on this leaderboard you're talking about who are going to be in the first 20 names at the open? Boom, right down well, to business. See what I did there? I like it. I think, uh, well, Brandon and I were talking earlier in the day too, and, and I, was, I, was just, I was just saying, I think that it's, it's, a, it's a big dog weekend. Like I think that there's going to be a lot of big names that are going to be staying towards the top, starting there even, and staying there. Um, I started... Uh, so, I mean, some of my names, you know, a good chunk of my names are going to be through here the whole way, 20, 2010 and winter. Um, but, uh, I started with, uh, Shane Lowry. He's only plus plus one thirty top 20, but if you guys remember back towards the start, I was on Shane Lowry a lot and I kind of, kind of faded off of that a little bit, but I was waiting for the open and Shane, Shane was going to be back in my, um, in my radar, on my radar here. And so I have him at, at plus 130, just playing really good golf. And he's, he's going to come out and play well again, I think, and play well again here, I think. And um, then I go to uh, Mr. Mr. Top 20 himself, Max Homa at plus 170. He's just been so consistent. He's been, you know, right around the top 20 to top 10 pretty much all the time in every tournament he's playing. And he's paired with Tiger, um, which is like his dream. Yeah, I know. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Look at his tweets. They're hilarious. Then, uh, let's see here. I went to Tommy Fleetwood at plus 160. I, he, I was high on him last week, and I think that he's going to continue to play well this week. Um, just a guy that knows how to get around a course a little bit, and I think that last week it was a confidence builder for him. Sharp dresser, too, Tommy Fleetwood. That's extra points. He is. I like him. He's got the flow, too. But uh, then I move on to uh, Adam's guy, P. Reed. Yeah, Patrick Reed at plus three hundred. Um, that's I just felt that that was a really good number for him to be top twenty. I was like, man, I can't pass that up. Then I th- I did throw in Tiger Woods at plus two uh, twenty five because if he's going to play this week, play well this weekend, I want to be a part of it a little bit. If you don't like the Tiger bet, you know, then you got you also have some some more like not great odds, but still you're 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 in your plus money there. I mean, you can look at uh, some extras with you know Will Zalatoris and Cam Smith. Our top twenty guys, I think that could be in there, but um, those guys aren't my official plays. I said I will say per se, but um, if you didn't like Tiger there or even Patrick Reed because everybody hates on him, you can go the other direction. So you may not like him as a person, but damn it, he is profitable. He's like an ATM machine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who do you like top twenty, Adam? You know, I after this all the weather prediction this morning, I was like started thinking more about guys that are hot, guys that are good putters, guys that put themselves in position on the green. And I went with our boy from Deer, JT Poston at plus four fifty. Like, how could you not pick him? He's played exceptional the last two weeks he played. He puts himself in great position on the greens. He's a good putter. Like, I mean, we saw him in Deer, like the dude never missed from ten feet. So I thought, well, I mean First time there, he's going to have like the whole like vibes and stuff. So I, I liked him. Then I went with uh, Tiger at plus or at plus 225 just because it's Tiger. Um, and then 
our other cash machine, Taylor Gooch at plus 300. Okay. Um, and then I had a few other Eric's guys got that I couldn't in. decide. So I ended up with like three or four other guys. Cause I thought, well, twenties are easier to, to pick this week, but I kind of went way out on this one with John Daly at plus 3,500. He's got his son caddying for him this week. Uh, he's feeling the vibes of just being there. This is probably his last British open that he's going to play. Um, and he's paired up with Bryson. That's going to be so funny. Uh, Bryson. I feel like him and Bryson could probably hang out. Like John's a guy that can get along with anybody. Even Bryson. I think so. I think Bryson's probably actually a lot better guy than he used to be. When I first met him at an event, he was just fresh out of college. He was the hottest guy in the world, like player. And he just was total D bag, but he seems to be a little more down to reality these days. Um, other guy I picked was Wyndham Clark at plus 650 just because he's been playing pretty well too. And then I went with one of the guys that Taylor Gooch or not Taylor Gooch, Taylor Arman had picked when we had him on with Kurt Kadiyama, who played really good last week at plus 550. <clears throat> then I couldn't decide like somebody doesn't want daily, like Ernie Els at plus 1100, who's been tearing the senior tour up. And if you don't past open, if you don't winner, like John Daly. You go find another show. Yeah. I mean, Ernie Els, the past open winner, we're at St. Andrews. He's been killing it at the senior events. So other than, other than that, I mean, you're just getting in these plus 225 bets. I figured I should throw a couple long shots like I normally do in there. So Yeah. Yeah. I like those. All right. Top tens. Smitty, what do you got there? Um, Brandon, does Brandon, you have any, Brandon, you have any you? bets here? That Any top 20s? or? Top yeah, I threw a list together here. Um, so oh, what are okay. we doing? I was going to get all your bets and then ask him for a lineup, yeah. but let's get his too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, top 20. Let's see. Yeah. I started with Tommy Fleetwood, 160. Uh, I really like him. He's, he's had a good history here at the, at the open and been playing some pretty good golf lately. So, um, on him, um, Louie, who stays in 170. Ooh, Steve. Yeah. He's got a pretty good track record at the Open. Um, Tyrell Hatton, also 170. Really like him this week. Getting down just a little bit further, I like Seamus Power quite a bit this week at 225. I saw that. I saw that. I like that too. And then um, I had a hard time narrowing down to five. I was between two guys for kind of a little bit more of a long shot. I had Robbie McIntyre at plus 350 and Ju Young Kim at 450. No Tiger. You must be picking Tiger to win. No Tiger. You know, I stayed away from him. <laughs> Nothing against him. I, I, I'm rooting for the guys, just not really um, on my radar this week. He's not putting in the legacy. You call yourself a golf you just fan. Re- you don't pick Tiger. You really hurt Adam's feelings. I know. Hey, I said I'm not rooting against him. I love Tiger. It's just. I don't know. This is like not betting the over in Bedlam. That's what this is. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I'm trailing your guys' bets, though. So if you're both on Tiger, I'm also on Tiger. This is like betting the under when P- Baker Mayfield played Patrick Mahomes in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what? They both cracked 600 yards on in that game, I believe. 168 oh, points? I mean, come on. You could have live bet that thing to them. All right. I can't start talking about football. We'll be here all night. Top tens. Smitty, what do you got? 
All right. Top tens. I go with uh, Jordan Spieth at plus 180. Woo! You know what? Staying with him, man. I knew you were going to pick him. I had already started typing Spieth on the spreadsheet before you even... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Um, and then I'm going I'm going with Xander at plus 150. I mean, the guy's been an, an absolute beast as of late. Like, he might be the new Scotty Scheffler all of a sudden, you know? He's just going to string together a whole bunch of top tens and keep rolling through, you know? Um, and then I'm going uh, my boy Shane Lowry at plus 240. Put Will Zalatoris at plus 300, top 10. He's that guy right now that uh, they were comparing him a lot to um, how he was playing this, how he's been playing this year to how Morikawa was playing last year um, up until this point and finally got over the hump and, um, you know, got a W. And so I, I kind of like Zalatoris. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to not be on him either when he finally wins. So I put him there in the top 10, plus 300. And then I went Max Homa at plus 350. So that's those are my top ten. He was talking about how Tiger only talks to a couple guys. Wasn't that him? That was John Rom. Ah, okay. They asked Rom in his presser if he was able to get to the inside circle, and he said no. I kept trying to ask like Lee Trevino and some of these guys, but he's like the older guys. The course is way different, and it plays different, and they don't understand. But it sounded like he's still a little upset. Tiger's not talking to him, and. Maybe him and Phil are on the outs too because didn't sound like Phil's giving him much info either. And maybe because Phil's a live guy now, I don't know. Maybe you never. There's going to be a lot of politics and uh, waspiness going on on the. It's getting heated. Can't wait. Maybe we're going to see our first brawl on the golf course. I would pay money to have a live stream of John Daly and and Bryson for the weekend. Just (laughs) hang a hang a camera on the bag or on the caddy and just. Let me watch for fourteen ninety nine. Listen to John Daly talk to this guy. I'm sure that's one of the featured groups. It will be one of the featured groups oh, on yeah. Peacock it or will. or Hulu. I'm gonna have to upgrade my Hulu. Well, that depends. Adam, give us some top tens. If I win enough money, I'll upgrade my to Hulu Live. I've got a speed at plus one eighty. Okay, we're all the way See? in on speed. See? <laughs> I mean, it's a major. Like I I haven't picked that guy outside a top ten on a major yet. Uh, yeah, JT at plus 180, which I wasn't going to because of his record here, but he's been hanging out with Tiger and Rory. So if you're going to learn, who could you learn from than the two best at the game? Um, I worry about JT because of just a late and stuff with his, you know, withdrawals and then he's just how he hasn't been playing very well. I don't know. Like, is his back worse than what people are saying it is or what he's saying it is? Maybe his back hurts, but if it's dry and not where he doesn't need to hit it far. He can just kind of dink it around, like, you know, not swing 100%. He could swing 80 and still get it around. So then I also had John Rahm at plus 180, Scotty at plus 160, uh, Seamus Powers at plus 550, just because I feel like he's going to play well and maybe get a top 10. And then I also had Tiger at plus 550. And then Tiger all the way up the left. If you didn't like one of the guys, you could pick Patrick Cantley at plus two hundred, which seemed kind of low for him. He's he's a ball striker. He's a good short game guy. So yeah, he kind of fell apart a couple weeks ago, but overall yeah. he's been playing well. I was the deer. I wasn't a major, but he's usually there in the majors. Cantley was my was my extra guy uh, in my top ten. So if I if I did play sixth, Cantley was my next guy. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to put a couple bets in on Cantlay, too. How do you feel about Cantlay at all, uh, Brandon? 
Um, I do not dislike Cantley this week. He's not one of my top ten bets, but um, I would not argue against it at all. Um, I heard both of them mention Spieth. He's also not in my top ten, but he's my number one overall golfer this week in DFS. Absolutely love him this week. and uh, So I just wanted to make up for not betting in Tiger in the top 20 there. But getting down to my top ten, I, I got to go Xander. He's just playing too good right now. Pretty much three straight wins if you include the J.P. McManus. He's just on fire right now. He hits all my key stats. He's Him and J.T. are the only two guys in like my nine major categories this week that I was looking at. Um, they're top, both top 20 in, in, both, in all nine categories. So had to go him. Um, I really like Fleetwood again. Uh, top 10 on him. Going all in with him this week. Um, Tony Finau. Also, plus 300, really like him. And uh, Smitty mentions Alatoris. I'm going to trail him with that. He's got six top tens out of eight majors in his career so far. So it's hard. Absolute monster. Yeah, it's hard yeah. not to bet him top ten. Wow. Um, and then, let's see. I have a whole bunch more listed here. I was trying to get my fifth. I think I'll go... Somebody different. I'll go Cameron Smith, 300. Plus 300. Hey. I feel like he's a pretty... I feel like Cam Smith might be like just super consistent throughout the whole weekend. And it's going to be whether or not can he score enough, I guess, depending upon like... You mean like if he's going to need to take a deep one round? Yeah. Yeah. Plus 200. If it's one of those rounds like let's say Friday, it's just like ideal scoring and you get two guys to go out and shoot like a 62 or three. And like now all the guys have to realize we got to take a deep. I mean, that probably eliminates like half the field just because those guys like Rom, JT, Spieth, those guys don't have those 62 rounds. Like that's when I feel like those guys like Poston and Gooch can like come in because they've, you know, recent web guys or they're like play the deer or they play the barbasol where you've got to like go 62 every round. I've, you know, it's like if we get into a deep scoring condition, that takes away like a lot of these big name guys. The thing I really like about Cameron Smith this week is, I mean, he's known to be like a just unbelievable putter. His his um, approach game and his ball striking has been on point lately. And usually his downfall is off the tee. He can get a little little wayward with it. But with these wide fairways, it's, it shouldn't really hurt him as much as it, it would in the past in other events. So... I think if he can keep it in play off the off the tee and uh, make some good approach shots and hit those putts, he's he's going to be right in it. Do you think? Do you think with the slower greens that affects the guys on the PGA Tour who are really good putters? You know, just thinking about the typical green that these guys are putting on, and that now they're going to put on greens that are substantially slower. Do you think that affects those guys in a big way? I think it definitely could. It, um, just have to kind of wait and see, but I mean, I just I feel like Cam Smith is just such a good putter overall that he you should be able to make that adjustment. I would hope. Yeah, I, I agree you with you. You can do a few things like as a club fitter to offset the screen speed. Like they can use counterweighting in the shaft, or they can use different weights in the head. So like the Scotties, you can switch that out. But you can change. You can make slow greens and fast greens putt the same stroke wise. It's just getting used to how much it rolls out past the hole. That's what they struggle with. But like, and you know how much it's breaking, but you see a lot less 
of adjustment being done now that they don't have the green reading books because they're not just relying on the tilt. Like they've got to actually go physically read each putt like with their aim point. And then they've had two or three days to practice, so you know, like putting. So I feel like the manufacturers will be like, well, we just need to switch out like your counterweight or your head weight and then it'll putt the same. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. And I'm back. Sorry. I was working on building my, uh, my lineup here. <laughs> top 10. So far I've got, I've got Jordan Spieth, Willie Z, Tommy Fleetwood, Seamus Power, P. Reed. And then I was looking at perhaps Ryan Fox. I like it. He's got seven top tens, 13 to 15 cuts. Yeah, he's been on Let's fire lately. him in. Lower owned guy. Okay, where are we at? I was going to ask Brandon, like, whenever he does, like, makes his spreadsheets, do you factor in, like, course design? Like, who the course architect is? I do um, mostly like Pete Dye courses. Uh, definitely, there's guys who who stand out in those and um, his design. But yeah, I, I have a, um, a course cheat sheet that I came up with that has like basically everything from designer to the uh, usual cut line, winning scores, the type of grass and the fairways, the greens, uh, uh, the rough, how long it is, the average size of the greens. And then course key stats that date back like the last 12 years. And then it, I rank them in from like stroke gains total, tee to green, putting off the tee, around the green approach, driving distance, driving accuracy. And out of the 43 course rotation throughout the year, rank them um, one through 43. So just kind of use that as a tool. It's not an end-all be-all. But yeah, I, I do consider the, um, the course designers for – for some courses, for sure. Yeah, because that's usually what I look at, like for the majors, because as we see more Tom Doe courses come online for these majors, like I'd f- I feel like that fits the younger player more than the old experienced players, which we see. I mean, Scotty Scheffler and Will Zalatoris and Xander, those guys just dominate these Tom Doe courses. So that's why I was just curious. Like I look at the architect a lot because they all have similar characteristics. And we saw that with the deer in the week before the deer where yeah, same the TPC, TPC set up. River. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it looked similar off the tee. And we see JT Poston just go out there and work both courses. So is it winning time? It's winning time. It's time for winners. All right. Who first? Adam, you're first in my notes. So let's start with you. Who's going to win this pin thing? I feel like. You could either go with favorites or long shots, and some of the favorites seem like long shots too, but uh, Rory at plus 900, it's Rory. Uh, yep. He seems to be moved to play here too. Uh, Xander at plus 1,200. Fitzpatrick at plus 1,800 because he's been really good in the majors this year. Um, and then I also had Cam Smith at plus 2,500. Um, like we said, he's been playing good all year, and then – Willie Z, I, I don't want to be the guy that doesn't pick him at plus 2,800 when he finally breaks through, and he's been so close. I feel like it's his time. And then, obviously, obviously you know who I'm picking for my obviously. Uh, random pick here, but Tiger at plus 6,000. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Because I'm not going to miss out. When we see history again, I'm not going to miss out. Like I don't want to be the guy that didn't call it. I'm not going to tell my grandkids that I wasn't on Tiger when he won at St. Andrews in 22. There's no way. <laughs> when yep. they're on my lap talking about 
Grandpa, tell us about your degeneracy back in the 2000s. <laughs> I'm not going to be like there was this. I'll tell you what, I'm still pissed. Uh, Giannis 50 points in that in that game six. I didn't bet it, and I'm still mad about it right now. So I'm not going to not be on Tiger. Willie Z, I feel like, would break the books. Everybody's on Willie this week. They have to be because he's let us down so many times. Yeah, the British sports book guy that was on as a go a guest on uh, PJ Tour Live was saying we we would love to see Tiger win, but we would also not love to see Tiger win. <laughs> and you know, obviously well, every tournament he's yeah, in, and and like Xander, if he wins, that puts him pretty much in the same level as Scotty as Player of the Year because he's going to have four wins, a major, so that puts them pretty much even for Player of the Year. And I I think he's thinking of that too, but. How wild is that? Because we didn't think there was going to be anybody who was catching Scotty the whole year. And all of a sudden, Xander just pops up yep. and he's like, holy shit, here we go. We got a little bit of a race. Yeah. And I mean, last time I was on Tiger at the Masters and people called me crazy and uh, he cashed out for me very well. So That he did. Now, Rory, knowing how he tends to start and then finish strong... Would it be a situation where maybe I wait until Saturday when he's 20 to one and then bet Rory? If you're still worried about which Rory's going to show up to the course, yeah, I probably wait till Friday night, Saturday to bet him. If I want to get into my winners here, I, I think that right away I'll say about Rory, like it's not that I don't think that he has like a great chance or the best chance to win this tournament. At plus, at plus 900, the odds just suck. And like, I don't really want to throw money on that because, you know, I just don't feel like. If he wins, then I'm gonna have to really, I'm gonna have to really do some work in those top tens and top twenties. You know what I mean? Like to really cash out because it just doesn't, it doesn't cover everything for the most part. So I just, yeah, I, I, I love, I love the later in the later in the weekend bet on Rory if he, you know, we need seventy five round one Rory to show up and then the odds get better. Yeah, and then he starts throwing in some some mid sixties there and comes comes roaring back. I think that's a good spot there. But going into my winners, I have uh, I have uh, Xander at plus twelve hundred. You know, guy's just a dog lately, and he's gonna keep it rolling. I think uh, and he's gonna be up there the whole weekend. Um, and then I have Jordan Spieth at plus sixteen hundred. Give it to me, Jordan, one time here. Come on. And then uh, I'm going uh, Shane Lowry plus twenty two hundred. And then I have Zalatoris at uh, plus twenty eight hundred. And then I have two guys for my fifth slash, so 5A, 5B, I guess. I have Cam Smith at plus 2,500, and then I do have Cantley at plus 2,000. Brandon spoke on Cam Smith and then the things that he does really well. I, I like that a lot this weekend, especially because he literally shouldn't be in trouble at all off the tee. And if that's the case, that brings him right into it, right? And then with Cantley, he's just been... He's been knocking at the door for a little bit here, and I hope you know he has a chance to to really knock it down. So, we'll see what happens. That's why it's called gambling, right? Yep. Cantley's <laughs> funny just because he's he's such a good golfer. He just doesn't seem to put it together in majors up until um, I think he did all right, fourteenth uh, t fourteen at the U.S. Open, I believe. But up until then, he's really been struggling in the majors. But I mean, he's yeah. That's why it's kind of scary to take him anywhere. So I don't know. I mean, I, but I like it. I mean, he's got to turn it around eventually. He's not just going to keep playing poorly in, in majors when he's that good of a golfer, you know. 
Well, I mean, yeah, you, you would think, right? But if he does, then there's going to be a lot of people making fun of him in like 10 years. Be like, man, remember that Patrick Cantley guy? He could have been pretty good, but he sucked in every time he played a major. I mean, I know I mentioned this last week, but Eric, if you wanted to take John Daly at plus 100,000 <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to win outright winner. I got him 275 to one last week. He's 25,000 to one to get a top five. Oh, 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 oh well, I shit, mean, we're throwing five bucks at that. Eric's Eric's taking us to Vegas, and we're rolling big time that week then. I'll take five of my JT Poston dollars and put it on that. Yeah, if that <laughs> hits, we'll go to Las Vegas. That's what we'll do with that. Let me just write that down quick. <laughs> we'll do our bets next week in person at the Vegas Sportsbook. Yep. Yep, we'll go to That's going to be a TikTok later. We'll go to the Circus Swim. So, Brandon, who do you like to win this thing? So, I, I shared the same feelings that Smitty said towards McElroy being um, at plus 900, the payout not being that great if he ends up winning. But I'm putting my confidence in plus money golf this week to hit some top 20s and top 10s. So, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with McElroy. Um, it's something that I, I saw coming into this week uh if you look at the the john deere jt poston ended up winning he led the field in um stroke game total the past 24 rounds ended up winning the next week at the scottish open xander did the same thing he was leading the um field in stroke game total coming in past 24 rounds and he won so who's winning or who's leading the field in stroke game total this week past 24 it's rory so um, I'm just going to stick to that little mini trend that's that's been going on the last couple weeks. Go Rory. Um, sticking with Shoffley across the board, too. He's just crushing it. Um, can't really move off of him. Spieth, he's my number one guy this week, so I'm going to go with him. Also, yeah, <laughs> you were talking about it last week. You're, you got to stick with him until he gets that win, so hopefully it's, hopefully it's this week. Um, I'm going to go with JT. Hopefully I'm not broke by the time it happens. <laughs> I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. I think he's 16 to one. He's, um, he was the other guy I mentioned earlier, um, along with Xander who hit the top 20 in all nine of the statistical categories that I was looking at, um, for this week. So I'm going to go him. And then my last guy is going to be Lowry at 22 to one plus 2200. So I just want to I just want to say like I don't I think JT has a legit shot to win but the thing I just get really scared of injuries I don't know and if he's really if he's injured and he's trying to play through something like that I just I don't like to put my money at a guy who's not 100% you know and so that's that was that was why I left him off um, my my top 10s and my winners just because he just if he's not 100% I don't I don't really want anything to do with it Something tells me that Vegas kind of agrees with you too, because I was surprised to see him at um, plus twenty two hundred. I think coming off of um, the way he's been playing lately, I mean, outside of like the miscut last week, I think, but he's he's been playing pretty well. And I thought he would be more in like the mid teens coming in until I saw the the odds this week. I think, but if historically he's horrible at these British Open courses or like older style courses, yeah, he's really excels at these modern courses or the redo courses we will see and then we'll get paid i assume do we like any of these props i haven't really looked but it is a major so i assume there's there's a couple cool ones this is great radio i'm now clicking on golf oh they do have a bet on there for 59 they have a they do have a bet for 59 or lower 
Ooh. At plus 4,000. Ooh. I mean. That sounds fun. I feel like that's a dollar. Lots of double triples, man. I feel like somebody shoots a 59 or lower is a good dollar bet. If we have no wind, firm and fast, like it's very possible. I love this one. Xander, Cantley, Zalatoris, plus 500. That's pretty nice. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Wired Wire Sports, 1,400. That's a lot of the guys we've Ooh. been talking about. Group betting. Oh. Can someone really hold it together the entire weekend, start to finish? I don't know. Man, I mean, but... We, we've seen it. It almost happened in back-to-back weekends. Yeah, and you know, we've so. seen it multiple times at British Opens or the Open Championship where people do go wire-to-wire. Here you go. Tiger Woods, DJ, and Kepka plus 1,400. Justin Thomas has been there for a while, hasn't he? He's been hanging out. Yeah, he's been there for three weeks. I mean, you can still get John Daly as at plus 15,000 as a previous winner to win. Oh, the top former winner is a bet. So you have Rory, Spieth, Shane Lowry, Mark, all plus money on all those guys. So if you're really feeling good about Spieth, you could pick him up at another plus 330 as the top uh, previous winner. Does a bogey-free round ever happen? Oh, yeah. There's probably 30 at the deer. Where was it? There were some... I believe it was 20 to 1 or 25 to 1. Didn't um, JT... Didn't JT Poston have a bogey-free round? 62 the first round? Any player to have an albatross or double eagle plus 1,600. Any player to have 18 consecutive pars in the same round? That's oddly specific. (laughs) What's what's the course record? Do we know? Do you guys know? Do you know offhand, Adam? I don't, but like the, I think the major course record is sixty two, right? Like the lowest round in a major. Yeah, it sounds right. But like it just a yeah, player to break the course record at plus two thousand. Well, the course record for sixty two is the lowest in an open, sixty seven in a major. That can't be right. Not and all St. Andrews 12 post-war championships hold a remarkable 67 major style. That's not it. Um. Spieth top five, Scotty top 10, JT top 20, including ties, plus 2,500. I like that one. You can take Rory uh, to win wire to wire plus 7,000. Shane Lowry and Willie Z both top five, 30 to one. It's not bad. It's not bad this particular book. I feel like we could sit here and talk for an hour about <laughs> yeah. all these. Props. It says the. There's so many fun ones in there. Yeah. Yeah. It says yeah. the record for St. Andrews is 61 card by Ross Fisher. So I don't know. Wow. That was probably 61. in one of their just Euro events. Yeah. So check your local listings. Your props may vary, but there are some fun things that you're able to do with majors. I, I still like that 59 or lower. Yeah, with the weather. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we could talk about these props all night, but we got to build a DFS lineup quick. Brandon, I've got one constructed here. You can tell me what you think about it, and uh, then you can run us through your process and sort of how, how you come to your, let's see, where is it? Upcoming. I've got Jordan Spieth because he's your number one golfer for the week. I've got Willie Z because he was in everybody's lineup. Tommy Fleetwood because, I mean, look at that, especially that picture. Look at that fucking hair, dude. <laughs> uh, Seamus Power because, A, his name is Seamus Power, and, B, his photo is just the Irish flag. 
So as an Irishman, I have to do that. P. Reed, because I feel like the public is going to be off of him. They don't like him. I love the guy. I'm going to put him right in my lineup and get paid. And then Ryan Fox, because I've seen people talking about him on Twitter for like a week and a half about this tournament. I don't know if they know something or what, but I don't trust him because I didn't hear that name on this show one time. So I may replace him. I don't think he's a bad pick at all. He's in definitely in some of my lineups. Yeah, 13 of 15 cuts seems like good odds. Yeah, I mean, seven top tens, and, I mean, granted, most of them are um, in Europe, but, I mean, he's playing good golf. There's nothing to say he can't do good enough for a DraftKings lineup this week. So he's, he's definitely in my player pool, so um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but what I did like from your lineup is you said Speed, you said Fleetwood, and you said Seamus Power. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm going to start my lineups. I'm, or my main lineup will probably begin with Speed, Shawflay, Fleetwood, and then I was thinking going Power probably is my fourth. And then I was kind of looking at either Fox and Tringali or... Keith Mitchell and Keegan Bradley. I was going to see what you guys what you guys thought for that. Do you leave a lot of money on the table in go, in PGA or do you pretty much always use it up? You know, I I don't intentionally go either way. I just kind of um build the lineup with the guys that I like and um the contest that I usually play my one lineup in you don't really have to worry so much about having um, super chalky guys because there's only like a thousand or a couple thousand um, lineups for the majors um, as opposed to like the Millie maker where you're getting like hundred thousand or thousands of, of entries in. So I don't different differentiate from the chalk too much. If I like somebody, I'll play them. Okay. For people who don't play DFS, what I meant is you have a $50,000 salary that you're allowed to spend. So you sometimes the strategy is to use all the money. Sometimes the strategy is to make a different lineup and leave some money. And it's really a mind game against yourself because you don't want to leave like 1400 in salary, all that potential sitting there. <laughs> Definitely. I, don't, I wouldn't want to leave that much, but if you're asking like, do I want to use the full 50,000? Yeah, maybe. Do I want to leave a few hundred out there? Maybe. It just depends on the guys that I like and where where it ends up. You don't make a point to do either one. You follow your system and that's that. I like it. I Pretty like much. It. I think that's yeah. why you're successful. Yeah, so I think, I don't know, what do you guys think? You like Mitchell and um, Mitchell and Bradley? Keegan or, Bradley. Yep. Or Fox and Tringale. I mean, I, I like Bradley. He's kind of been playing better but um i don't know a lot about fox but yeah i think keegan bradley's kind of been trying to get his card like get back on tour more but he's been playing pretty well the last two three four weeks so i I like him yeah he's a guy who's been bringing his game a lot more lately and stuff and i think that he's definitely i don't know if you want to say safer pick but i feel like he he would be but i I don't know about Tringali though. I mean, Tringali, he kind of fell apart a little bit. I don't know if he's gonna, if you think he's going to play this play well this weekend. I'm not really sure. 
Yeah, I usually don't play him. He's just gaining strokes across the board in every category right now. So he's he's playing pretty solid. He's not doing anything great, but he's also not playing bad. He's just doing solid. And for like a seven thousand price in DraftKings, that's that's not too much. at that good. at that price. And then yeah, like you said, he's he's gaining strokes across the board. I mean, how do you go wrong there? You really can't. So. I don't know. I think my original lineup was to go Bradley and Mitchell. Mitchell's also been kind of playing really well lately too. So maybe we'll call that my. Yeah. He's kind of steady this time of year. Yeah. So maybe we'll go with that. We'll call it Jordan Spieth, Xander Schauffele, Tommy Fleetwood, Seamus Power, Keegan Bradley, and Keith Mitchell. Yeah. I like that. I didn't hear anybody bring up our guy Sahith this week. I see he's made twenty-one of twenty-five cuts. Is he not a Lynx guy? Uh, I just didn't even mention him because he like totally depressed me at the deer. Oh man! I read something. I read something today about that too. Is that not many people have been on him um, at all this weekend, like if at all? But uh, the uh, and then the, and then it was something along the lines of this might be the last tournament in the next 10 to 15 years where we're not talking about him. So I, was, I, felt, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I don't know. We'll see. He definitely has the, he definitely has the, the, the personality and kind of swagger um, to be a superstar, but he, he's also kind of a weirdo on the, on the golf course, but yeah, I, I can't decide, you know, when I first, saw him i was like oh i love this guy i'm obviously going to be a fan of this guy but then you know you drop your club after every shot all right you know it's got to mean something when you do it yeah he drops his club and complains and then it drops to like 12 feet for a birdie it's like shut up man yeah (laughs) take about 20 25 percent off over there yeah he's that guy you play with every weekend that's like oh i don't know that's probably what the guys i play with say about me but yeah Son of a... Like, dude, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's good for the game of golf. I think he'll bring younger fans. Me, as as a layman, I saw him and I was like, oh, that, that guy's interesting. And I'll sit down and watch this. All right. Chris has to edit this thing yet tonight. We should wrap it up. All that's left to cash the tickets. Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all of your hard work. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. Thank you, people for listening we truly do appreciate it if you haven't already please consider giving us that five-star review on apple google whatever platform you're getting us on it makes a big difference in the charts if you put some words in there that does even more for us uh or you could tell a friend hey i found this great show you should check it out we're making all kinds of money jump in our facebook group find us on tiktok the instagram it's all plus money golf all one word we're pretty easy to find on the interwebs all right Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next week for more Plus Money Opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. Last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.